Live from Studio Sumter on Liberty Street in beautiful downtown Sumter, this is News Without Ink, a part of the Item Podcast Network presented by SKF. SKF Sumter is a global, world-class employer providing a clean, conditioned environment, platinum benefits, and opportunities for everyone to grow. SKF proudly manufactures bearings to serve the medical, defense, and robotic industries. SKF, the world of reliable rotation. To apply today, go to skf.com. Welcome back, everybody. I've got Bruce here. Bruce, how you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. First of all, I want to say that I was proud of you last week because Uh-oh. last week when we did this podcast, you hadn't set up any Valentine's Day plans, <laughs> and um, and it turned out um, we were having a um, a news budget meeting end of the week. And you were actually took your wife out to lunch <laughs> that right. day, Friday, because yeah. you had to work Friday night covering sports. So I was proud of you for um, for uh, getting that done. And you did you did do your Valentine's Day homework and, and got things done. And, I, uh, I hope it went well. It did. I came through at the last minute with uh, took her to her favorite uh, Mexican restaurant in Hartsville. Uh, so uh, so she got uh, she got her favorite food, and then also. Um, I bought her a couple of board games. Uh, one, she she's obsessed with these escape room things, and they actually have an escape room board game. I don't know how that's going to work out, but uh, bought that for her um, as a little gift along with some chocolate and such so that uh, I at least uh, made some effort at the last second uh, and didn't get myself in trouble. So, yeah, uh, yeah made, made it happen. <laughs> yeah, now, interestingly, you know, I had planned the, the Chick-fil-A thing out a few days earlier that uh-huh. we talked about. But and I went in Friday morning actually into Walgreens because uh, I had to drop off a prescription or something. And Friday morning was Valentine's Day, and there was a gentleman there, and he was in the the card section getting a card, and he already had some chocolates with him and that sort of thing. <laughs> and this is like eight a.m. Yeah. Friday morning, uh-huh. and I wouldn't tell him. I said it's too late. Yeah, yeah, do it by midnight. You can't buy this. Uh, at this time, and he he just chuckled that, and that sort of thing. A couple of years ago, I was doing a similar thing to that man. I remember I went out early the the morning of. Uh, I, I went to Walmart and I got some flowers and such. And uh, the woman at the checkout counter remarked, uh, "She's like, oh, it's so cute that all you men come here on the morning of Valentine's Day because I guess she had just seen a parade of men coming with cards and and uh, and candy and uh, and flowers and such that morning. So I think we all do it. But uh, hey, the point is, you come." through uh even if it's even if it's a little late like it was for me uh all right bruce is back he's gonna get us caught up we've got a couple big stories this week some inspirational stories uh the first one is i believe was in today's paper it's on the uh the miracle on the hudson well actually it was in um it oh, was a little earlier, a little earlier in the, okay this week yes gotcha. i think it was in tuesday's paper okay and uh monday was president's day and most uh non-profits and governments are are closed on President's Day and Black River Electric Cooperative, uh, which provides a lot of power to people in electricity in Sumter County, uh, they conduct on that day each year their annual training day, and um, so they are working, but they use it as a training opportunity uh, since they're um, 
more of like an agency as opposed to a business. And they brought in a motivational speaker, and they brought in Elizabeth McHugh, who was a passenger uh, on the uh, U.S. Airways flight from January 15, 2009, the Miracle on the Hudson flight. And she was the motivational speaker um, there at Black River, and um, she gave an account of everything that happened on um, January 15th. Uh, 2009 with the miracle on the Hudson. And as some people may know, uh, that was uh, U.S. Airways flight 1549 that took off from New York bound for Charlotte that day. And within five minutes, the pilot uh, maneuvered the plane to a controlled emergency landing on the Hudson River and everybody survived. Um, And she talked about all the um, leadership components of that day and the teamwork and it was just really uh inspirational um for for the workers and uh, just an inspiring story i had never seen the movie anything like that and uh so um just a lot of points of inspiration she mentioned and a life a lot of life lessons that she said she learned uh from that day amazing story as i as i was looking through it i shocked at some of the details like i mean we talk about miracle but also the um uh the preciseness that he had to be at the 11 degree angle uh you know he knew he uh he had to keep it at 11 degree angle in order to to land safely it was so cold in there that they talk about the fact that they might um they they felt like they were just going to drown in the plane after after he landed it uh and everyone survived the, the first hit uh really um and just just a, a crazy story. It's amazing she's able to now uh, go from place to place and kind of uh, uh, share, you know, what uh, the experience with everyone and um, how it's affected her. Really, uh, really need to see that and read that story. Yeah, she um, and she doesn't charge for speaking engagement. She said, I was part of a miracle. Mm-hmm. So my job now is to share that miracle with others and not charge a fee because that would be, uh, she said that would be bad karma or something like that if she <laughs> yeah. charged a fee. But, um, yeah, she said probably 90% of the passengers thought when the engine shut down uh, that they were going to die. And then, uh, and then with the, um, as we now know, um, the pilots become famous, uh, Sully Sullenberger, mm-hmm. um, in a matter, in a matter of 10 seconds after losing engine power, he made the determination as that his only option was to land the plane on the Hudson. And he, he's known for navigating the wind wing flaps just enough to keep the aircraft at a certain speed and altitude. And then to do a tail first landing, um, for most of the impact on the Hudson. And, um, and then when they were in the river, she, she thought they were going to die again <laughs> a, a second time due to the frigid cold temperatures on the, Hud- on the Hudson that day. And uh, just she said, I saw the best of humanity that day. Uh, that day was the day I saw the best of humanity. And she said that... Um, uh, the passengers were told once they hit the water uh, that uh, they had three minutes, 
for 150 passengers to exit the plane onto the wings. And she said, she said well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, how long does it take 150 passengers to board Oh, plane? my gosh. <laughs> 30 minutes minimum, yeah. And uh, But she said the amazing part was there was no panic on the part of anyone on board, no pushing or shoving. Wow. And um, she said people of all nationalities, religions, et cetera, were on that plane that day. Uh, but we were all the same that day. We were all um, just humans and all working together cohesively. And as you know, um, people maneuver it out to the plane wings to stand on them. And uh, the water temperature was 36 degrees uh, that day. And from what I understand, this part I didn't even get to include in the story. From what I understand, uh, like people were slipping off the wings mm. um, into the water. And some of the men would pull them back onto the wing wow. of the plane yeah. or actually even jump into the water themselves, some of the stronger men, yeah. and to help the others back onto the wing. And at 36 degrees, uh, she said you could survive six to seven minutes in, in the Hudson River um, with hypothermia conditions. Um that would set in and amazingly ferry boats came up and um and um and rescued everyone and uh, all lived to tell about it and um interestingly um she said um an interesting fact about the plane ride was there was only three children on board hmm. 150 passengers it was a routine business flight from LaGuardia to Charlotte Douglas International Airport in Charlotte, and um, so there was only three kids. If that if that plane was going to Disneyland with 20, 30 kids on mm-hmm. there, um, someone would surely die. But they were able to, um, since it was a routine business flight, mostly business travelers, and um, and um, they only had to worry about three children. That day, so that was a miracle in and of itself. The fact that the Hudson didn't have any ice on it that day was another miracle, um, because if they would have landed on ice in the plane, then that would have caused more complications. Uh, it was still daylight at three thirty p.m., so just a lot of miracles uh, that she um, speaks about that day, and um, it was interesting. Uh, Interesting story and conversation with definitely uh, kind of a product of its time too. In that, um, if you talk about the the children, but also in 2019, there would have been seven dogs on that plane, uh, undoubtedly uh, as uh, emotional support animals for uh, for people. And then also uh, landing in the Hudson between New York and Jersey is extremely. it's visible. You you would see a plane landing in the Hudson in 2019, 2020. There would be camera. There would be phones out recording this everywhere. It would have been so public because uh, this is just something everyone would have seen. Uh, there's a trail that runs along um, the west side of Manhattan that people run and bike and walk up constantly every day, and uh, they would have all had witness to uh, to, to this event. And uh, obviously, in 2009, there is footage. I've seen footage. Uh, but it's not like the kind of 
all-encompassing uh, footage there, there would be today from everyone's personal cell phones and things like that. Um, so re- really interesting to hear th- this little time capsule to hear a little bit about uh, the the experience that she had, and it's so so great that she doesn't uh, she doesn't charge for it as well. So uh, all right, that is the first story here. Bruce, what do you want to move to next? Uh, I did a story, a feature story last week on a uh, Morse College senior. All right. Uh, that was honored with a $10,000 Frederick Douglass uh, Bicentennial Scholarship. And he's just 22, and he has seen his own share of adversity and uncertainty in his life, uh, just like. Um, just like Frederick Douglass did, and we know his life. Um, he was the American social reformer, an abolitionist writer um, from the 1800s who was born into slavery but then escaped at the age of 20. Uh, later, seven years later, wrote an autobiography which became a bestseller. And um, so Johnson received this award, and I, and I asked him, I asked Alan, who's just 22, um, I said, so what sort of adversities you've been in in your life? Are you come from a single-parent home or something like that? And he said, no. He said, no, I, I was a foster child. And uh, when he said he was a foster child, I assumed it was as a young child. But he said, no, I was a foster child at 15. He got removed from... Um, his home at the age of 15 in inner city, uh, New Jersey. And, um, he had a foster family take him in and, um, he said it was tough and an adjustment. He said, but I had a good foster mother who helped me and she and her family opened up their home out of the kindness of their hearts. Um, and, um, he has a 4.0 GPA at Morris will graduate in May with a bachelor's in history wants to become a teacher and um, really a well-spoken guy. And, um, and and I asked him, I said, where are you looking for a teacher job at? And because, um, you know, I didn't know um, if you want to go to big city or whatever. He said, you know, to be honest with you, who's ever hiring? That's what he said. So I thought that was funny. I wasn't able to get that part in the story. But um, and and just a person who basically had fortitude to overcome his background and obstacles, much like Frederick Douglass did. And the Bicentennial Scholarship is ten thousand dollars to offset, uh, you know, some of his student loans, that sort of thing. And um, and the Bicentennial is in honor of um, Frederick Douglass's birth, which was in 1818, and the scholarship was established in 2018. So this was just the second year of a, an award recipient. But he really considers Frederick Douglass as a role model. He said, for me as a person who came from a foster background and was expected to fail, uh, Douglass is a great inspiration because as a slave, he was expected to fail and not succeed. But through his perseverance, foresight, and everything he did, he became successful. And that's why he's inspiring to me. He was a hardworking person who didn't let his background determine his destiny, uh, he told me in the article. 
Well, look at that, Sumter, uh, the Sumter School District. You've got a uh, potential teacher right there, right down the road at uh, at Morris College. Go, uh, go, scoop him up before he leaves. Four GPA, winner of uh, of these uh, of these uh, scholarships and awards. Go get him. Yeah, he graduated from Lakewood High School, probably around 2016, I think. And I actually received an email this day or today from Congressman Ralph Norman's office in Washington D.C. And um, um, the congressman had read the article and wants um, Johnson's address uh, because um, Norman would like to send him a personal note of recognition oh, that's great. Uh, from Washington. And uh, the story is on our website um, from the end of last week when I wrote this. Micah Green, who's, who's really our, our world-class photographer, he took some great pictures, which we weren't able to get them all in the, in the paper, obviously. But he took some great photos. Uh, we also did a Sumter Today episode that ran earlier this week, uh, which was a great episode uh, profiling uh, Johnson. And you can find that Sumter Today episode at theitem.com slash Studio Sumter or also on our Facebook page. And yeah, if you if you find the story online, uh, we also have a ton of art from uh, from Micah on there uh, that shows Alan and his girlfriend and several people that were there. The guys built like a like a offensive lineman. I just googled uh, Alan Johnson Lakewood football just to see if he was a, a football player there because man, he he looks like it. <laughs> I don't necessarily think he was, but he may have been. I didn't ask that question. If, if not, it was a missed opportunity for whoever was coaching Lakewood, right? There. I know I from what he said, the item had covered him. I think potentially when he was in high school. Okay, so maybe. Yeah, because yeah. his foster family moved him down to Sumter from New Jersey. Um, and I guess there was some recognition um, four uh, or five years ago. I see, I see. Very cool. For what he accomplished at Lakewood. All right. Now let's move into some of the stuff coming up this week. And one of those is, I believe, uh, Black Heritage Festival coming up this weekend, right? Yeah, Black Heritage Festival celebration on Saturday in in honor of um, Black History Month. Uh, Crescent Hospice um, is partnering with Sumter Health and Rehabilitation um, for a uh, to celebrate Black heritage and culture, and uh, it's going to be a fun and family filled uh, day of activities, and that is going to be Saturday at three p.m at the Sumter Health and Rehabilitation Center, which is at 880 Carolina Avenue. And for more information, you can um, uh, contact Sandra Burgess with um, Crescent Hospice. And her email uh, is, uh, I believe it's... Sandra Burgess. Okay, there we go at hospicesc.com. Thank you for reminding me of that. That, again, is Sandra, S-A-N-D-R-A, Burgess, B-U-R-G-E-S-S, at hospicesc.com. And the uh, the weather forecast looks pretty good for this weekend. 54 high on Saturday, 60 on Sunday. So uh, no excuse. I know it's rainy and might even get a little bit of snow tonight, uh, apparently. But uh, no excuse this weekend. Get out. Uh, take a look at some of these events. Uh, looks like it's going to be a nice one. 
Uh, Bruce, what else you got? What else is coming up? And next up, uh, local author Minnie Dix uh, will participate in a book signing on Saturday at 2 p.m. at Books a Million All right. at Sumter Mall. And from what I understand, she's a romance novelist and uses the pen name Lee McKnight. Okay. Uh, I'm not really into romance novels. How about yourself? I, I have never read one. That is a confusing mix, though, like to, to, to go on a tour as many dicks, but then to use a different name, Lee McKnight. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you're going to get people there, but hopefully uh, the people that follow her uh, know uh, that it's the same person. <laughs> yeah, I think she's published like 11 books. All right, all right. Including one book that I think was 150 Ways to Get Out of Jury Duty. Oh, man, I should have looked at that before uh, last month when I had to go. um, (laughs) But I think she's known for uh, romance novels mostly. And she'll be at Books a Million at Sumter Mall Saturday at 2 p.m. If anybody would like to um, meet her and chat with her. You can hit that at 2 o'clock and then uh, check out the Black Heritage Festival at 3. All right. And... Bruce, what else we got? One more, right? Yeah, we have the Sumter branch of the NAACP will host a black history program at 5 p.m. Sunday at St. Paul AME Church, 835 Cloud Mill Road, and James Felder will be the speaker at that event. All right, fun-filled weekend coming up here in Sumter. Sadly, I did not make it to. I wanted to make it to the um, at the Sumter Opera House, the event they had last. Uh, the Mist. Yeah, I did not make it to that. Unfortunately, I think I had basketball to cover that night, as seems to be every night right now. <laughs> but uh, that should change soon. Uh, so hopefully I'll get to take part in one of these events we talk about uh, very soon. But that is it for this week. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Don't forget that the News Without Ink, not the Blitz, I almost referenced our other, our other podcast, If you like sports, make sure to check out The Blitz, where uh, myself and uh, Dennis Brunson break down the latest uh, high school and local college news of, uh, of, uh, of, of sports news here in the area. This is News Without Ink, so thanks for joining us for that. Uh, SKF Sumter is a global, world-class employer providing a clean, conditioned environment, platinum benefits, and opportunities for everyone to grow. SKF proudly manufactures bearings to serve the medical, defense, and robotic industries. SKF, the world of reliable rotation. To apply today, go to skf.com. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week.